You are Locked On Women's Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl, reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at both Locked On WBB and, of course, at Summit Hoops, two T's in honor of Pat where you can get 24-7 women's basketball coverage. You can also download our app on either iOS or the Android app. Make sure you can follow and get updates and notifications anytime something happens in the world of women's basketball. And what's happening in the world of women's basketball are the Seattle Storm are on quite a roll. Gary Kloppenberg, who is the new interim head coach of the Seattle Storm, joins us to talk about it. So the place I'd love to start is when you go into your first few moments as head coach, obviously it's never the way in which you want it to happen, but you're thinking about what? What are the initial musts for you when you think about the first things to address? I mean, I think, you know, we didn't have very much practice time, so you're go- you know, we're doing a lot on the fly just to get, you know, and obviously we can't do a... Uh, um, make a lot of great changes. We're just trying to tweak some things and, and uh, at, on both sides of the ball and become more efficient offensively and then just more aggressive defensively. So that was pretty much, you know, my mindset going in. Can we, you know, cut just cut down a couple of mistakes on either side of the ball because we were in so many close games that I felt we could, you know, we can we can win those if we'll do those things. So that's sort of been our my you know the philosophy in this uh this short eight game season going forward and it's int- it's interesting to me because you speak about both sides of the ball and and certainly there's some changes that you see that are immediate offensively but you know you guys led the lead in true shooting percentage even before you took over what seems to be the yeah. biggest difference numbers wise is the fact that you jump from 10th in the league uh, in defensive efficiency up into the top five now obviously it's a, a short time period but can you take me through what you think are the biggest initial changes that you made is it the trapping issue you know what is it that's allowed that change to come so quickly yeah I mean I think just you know I think with the pro players they, you instill try to instill that just aggressive intensive intensity you know that you want on the defensive side of the ball and then obviously you have you know we're trying to use some different scenarios defensively but I think initially you know it's just having that mindset that guys you know we the you know, winning teams have to start at, on the defensive side of the ball, and so I think we we tried to instill that and really reinforce it. And you know, we need we have a long way to go there, but you know, I felt I felt pretty good about our four games, just the aggressive aggressiveness that we're playing with, um, you know, and then the, the ability of the players to pick up some of the new some or, or not really new things we've been doing, but just institute them um, and execute them uh, pretty well so I think that's you know kind of what's happened these these four games just a you know a renewed um, intensity and and pride at on that side of the ball so something that's interesting to me about that specifically is that there's almost this civil war going on with uh, the teams within the WNBA about are you going particularly big, whether it's L.A. or whether it's Chicago, or are you going particularly small, you know, San Antonio among others, and you guys seem to sort of split the difference in in large part, I think, because Brianna Stewart's versatility 
Do you see it as that way? Is that basically what she's able to do in rim protection allows you to avoid things like going bigger, uh, you know, whether that's more Carolyn Swords or some other means of uh, getting a bigger lineup over the course of this uh, final right. stretch? Well, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of the game, you know, it depends on the matchups, too, that we play, um, hmm. you know, who, who, who we're going against, and, and that's a, you know, a major part of it at this level. And, you know, obviously, Stewart, is one of those players. Uh, I mean, she could pre- pretty much guard one through five, I think, and probably has. And, and so, and then such a good shot blocker that you know we're we're fortunate that you know we can use her in that in in different places defensively. And she's so mobile. You know, she can hard hedge, hard trap, and come out of it and rotate and you know and get back and protect the rim. So she's definitely you know one that's been good in this system um, defensively. I at, on the offensive end, I was curious to see it, and it's been fascinating just in breaking down the game film since uh, since you took over. But your teams in Tulsa took a lot of threes by the current standard, let alone back in 2012-2013. And I guess I wonder whether you see ultimately the three-point shot as the fundamental key to this team's success offensively I noticed even you know your free throw percentages in terms of number of free throws you're taking are down in this period of time it seems like there's an even greater focus on the talent that you guys obviously have behind the line yeah I mean just a very good three-point shooting team and you know I think the analytics uh, show that you know it's a very important part of the, the modern game is getting to those spots you know, stretching the defense out, and, um, you know, when you have excellent three-point shooting, you know, we're going to take advantage of it. I think, you know, my, I, I think my emphasis has been let's, let's not fall in love with it. You know, let's, hmm. let's try to create our threes off, you know, the penetration and kick, because that's really when you get, you know, the really good looks off it. So, you know, and our, our free throws are down, but I don't, you know, we're not um, a power, you know, we know right now we're not a really a power inside team, so we're not picking up a lot of those inside fouls, we're getting them off the drives and, and kick out. So, you know, I mean, there's every game's going to be different. I think, you know, some games we get to the line more. Other games, you know, we're maybe shooting the three better. So you kind of, it, it, within the flow of that game, you see, you know, how it may go offensively. Someone who seems to represent those two aspects of the game that you're speaking about is Sammy Whitcomb, who uh, is not just uh, an elite three-point shooter the way she's been, but she's also been top 20 in the league per defensive points per possession uh, if you go by synergy. And I'm wondering how much her expanded role you think has played a part in uh, the ability not just to win these games, but especially close them out. Yeah, and I think that's important um, to develop your bench because um, you know, especially we want to play a more of a, pr- a pressure defensive type game, even going using some full court pressure. And, and so you have to develop that depth at, uh, off the bench, and she's really good at that. I mean, she can play a couple different, guard a couple different positions with her quickness, and, um, you know, she's just one of those high-energy players that, that makes plays at the defensive end, you know, on the ball, off the ball, got really good hands, um, and is a really good, uh, excellent rebounder as well. So, you know, she's really uh, sparks us many times coming in off the bench at both ends of the floor. By contrast, someone like Carolyn Swords, who, like you said, you, you guys are ultimately not a power team, but obviously she brings a different element to your game 
How do you see her integrating into your plan over these last few games and then obviously hopefully the playoffs as well? Yeah, no, she's an effective uh, big coming in off the bench. I mean, really good finisher inside. So, you know, we want to try to utilize her ability to finish down around the rim, um, you know, when she she comes in there. Like I said, depend, depending on certain matchups, you know, we can do that. But, um, you know, I think with her, it's just, you know, and I think with any player, you know, you want to develop – a role for them so they know you know they have some certainty or or know what their role may be coming in off the bench and we're trying to do that you know certain games obviously the san antonio game was it was a more difficult matchup um for her so the rotation changed a little bit but in general you know i like her coming in there off the bench and we try to you know utilize her try to get her some touches down in there because she's really good with her left hand right hand hooks inside I'm curious beyond even just the the micro and into the macro, when you get an opportunity like this, again, you know, not the way you'd want to get it, but it your first time with a head coaching job here in a few years, did you think that another opportunity was in the offing? And just where does it, uh, where does it put you when you think about your career in this league where you've done so many things? I mean, I, I really wouldn't, wasn't, aspiring to it I mean obviously um, if an opportunity comes up you you know you want to obviously pursue it but I wasn't I mean I, I I don't feel like that's part of my career path now is fighting for a head job I mean I'm I'm happy I was very happy being insistent trying to help you know help out um, and do the best I can there so I you know I I just want to however whatever capacity I'm in I want to try to um contribute to try to win and you know build a strong team chemistry at both ends of the floor do you define success this year as making the playoffs i know that's been a singular focus of the team as a whole from the top down and and if not how do you go about defining success in what is frankly such a short period of time to be able to measure it I mean, it's a very short season. So our league, you don't, you know, not like, you know, the NBA, you have so much more time to try to recover if you, you know, have a spurt or have a section where maybe you're not playing that well. We don't. And so I think in my mind, it's just my initial uh, task, I felt, was just to try to get this team, you know, playing the best basketball it could at either end of the floor. And that's what I, you know, I tell the team all the time, look, just be able to come in here at the end of the game and say you played harder than them, that we, we executed better at both ends of the floor. And if we do that, you know, that's we'll probably have some good results. If the team beats us and we do that, then so be it. You know, but you can hang, you know hold your head high if you can come in and say that. And that's kind of been the, the mantra, my, you know, my mantra with them. Just, you know, that's what you, you want to be. We're going to try to get you as well prepared for every single game, you know, and, and then – guys go out there and play let the chips fall where they may and and I, like i said if you come, can be able to come in look in the mirror and say hey we played harder we executed exactly our game plan and usually you're going to come out with a pretty good result stylistically i'm curious just uh, to circle back on that briefly relative to having sue bird and jewel lloyd in that backcourt when when Jewel is working around, you know, a maestro offensively like Sue, how does that impact the way in which she develops her own playmaking skills? And are there any ways you can 
go about maximizing that, especially in a short time frame like this? No, uh, I to 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 maximize Jewel when when yeah. Sue does so many things so well and and so specifically, you know how how does Jewel develop her own uh, within that framework? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Jewel has a, a, a advanced skill set in a lot of areas. Yeah. I mean, she's great in the open floor. Um, you know, we're trying to have you know we're working with her to, be, to become a good, better finisher when she gets out there because she's just so obviously so fast with the ball so you know that's an area of growth for her going forward but you know she's really skilled coming off screens she's you know catching shoots being able to read and come off screen so we're trying to you know we're trying to put her in some positions where she can be successful in those areas coming off screens you know maybe certain isolation situations she's really good at when um you know in certain matchups so i I think you know game to game we try to look at you know what can we do to, to utilize her, her great skill set. And, um, you know, I think she's she's slowed down a little bit, let the game come to her. Um, you know, not I think she, you know, there were times early in the year she'd try to force things and, and do some things on her own. I think now she's letting it come to her. And, um, you know, and I think the other, you know, defensively, I'm really trying to, um, you know, push her to be, you know, aggressive on and off ball defender. And I think that helps her. That she takes her mind off the offense. She can, you know, she's going to pick up a couple steals a game, a couple of extra rebounds, and that, you know, kind of triggers her offensive game as well. Yeah, it's been fascinating to see for sure. Just bigger picture, when you have the kind of immediate success you're having here, especially for a team where it's been an emotional struggle, not just a struggle on the court. Has there was there a moment where you felt like? Gee, this is really clicking. Whether it's you know a player coming to you and talking about it, or a moment on the floor where it really felt like, boy, this is what I was hoping this would be. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we had a, we got a little bit of luck in a couple of those close wins, but I think um, you know sometimes you generate some luck if you're aggressive. I mean, and I thought both those one point wins we. You know, we had we created some of our own luck with some of the turnovers, uh, you know, and pressure that we we caused to create some easy buckets. But you know, I honestly thought felt really good. That Chicago game was kind of a culmination of what we would like to be able to do: get our running game going, you know, share the ball, move it, extra pass, move it around, attack. You know, and obviously when you shoot the ball well, everything picks up. And then I thought we did a really good job defensively on what could be one of the best backcourts combos in the league with uh, Vandersloot and um, and Quigley. No so question. I thought mean, I, I, that was, I felt really good. I think the players, you know, the, everybody contributed coming in off the bench. I thought that was, um, you know, just a, a really, hopefully can build momentum for us, uh, you know, a template going forward of how we want to play each game. Well, fascinating to watch and wonderful to catch up on. 